spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24. Hi there, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and across the Six Nations as Europe's elite go head-to-head in rugby's oldest international competition. Each week, we'll be looking at the QBE predictor, which forecasts the results of each round of matches. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe now and download wherever you get your podcasts. As always, thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Rochelle Travers, and this is The Leader. Warning, this episode contains strong language as well as major spoilers for Kill List, episode 5 of the final season of Succession. The Roys, Waystar Royco's top players, and even Greg, were off to Norway in the latest episode of Succession to get the long-awaited Gojo deal done. But despite the serene surroundings, it was anything but relaxing. There were painfully awkward meetings, cutthroat business moves, and plenty of family backstabbing. I mean, it is succession. Blood was literally shed, in pints apparently, a kill list unveiled, and an unlikely alliance formed. Every Tuesday until the final of Succession, we'll be reviewing each episode after it drops on the Leader podcast. Be sure to listen to hear analysis, insight, and general fandom around one of the most talked about TV series ever. Joining me this week are... My name's Elizabeth Gregory and I'm a culture writer. I'm Hamish McBain and I'm the deputy editor of ES Magazine. Liz, season four, episode five, the halfway point of the final season. Just run through what exactly happened. So the episode opens with Kendall on the way to uh, the Waystar Royco offices. He's listening to Takeover by by Jay-Z. Yeah, (laughs) I know, it's such a Kendall moment. (laughs) Um, when he arrives, everyone claps him and he looks over at his father's desk and they're just kind of bantering. And then they all fly to Norway for Matson's annual retreat. And he actually asks for everyone else, all of the cronies to go as well. Apparently it's a move where the Gojo team kind of sizes up the Waystar Roko team. So anyway, they all go over and then it's a lot of back and forth about the Gojo deal. Matson says he wants to now buy ATN as well. Kendall and Roman aren't keen because that's what their dad carved out. And they also don't think that Matson understands the company, which he doesn't. He wants to kind of break it into little parts. And so the rest of the episode is basically about about that. So Hamish, has Matson actually won? Is the Gojo deal really done now? Well, what I would say is that it, from the minute that Matson walked in with his hood up, it's, it was just like the Roys are no match for him. Like he just he he just mind games them. He's so much cleverer than them. It was obvious to me from the start that he 
wanted to just get the deal done. He didn't really care what the price was. And so he just manipulated them all in the ways that they are easily manipulated, which is Kendall just wants to be serious business talk. So you just be an idiot and say stupid stuff and he blows up. Mm. Roman just, you say something mean about his dad and he blows up. And Shiv just wants to feel like she's being listened to. And so he manipulated them all masterfully, in my opinion. It was obvious that they didn't want to do the deal, but he just wanted to get it done. And in the end, he just went round the back of them. He knew what they were doing, basically. Mm. He knew that they were trying to blow the deal up. And he just outwitted them very, very simply. Do you think Matson's won, Liz? I'm not as convinced as Hamish. I mean, I love Matson as well. And I think he's obviously smarter than them and, you know. Built his own company. Yeah, and that kind of thing. But at the end of the day, if he wants Waystar and they won't give it to him, then he, he hasn't won. So there's still so much to play out. I mean, I do think it will get more complicated, obviously, mainly because there's, you know, five episodes to go. <laughs> uh, but it seems to me that he's got the measure of them psychologically and he knows what the emotive issues are and he knows what the financial issues are. And he's just playing them. And also, I think, really, he doesn't really care whether he does get it or not. He's kind of just doing it just for shits and giggles, I think. I'm reminded of the quote when, when we first met him in season three. And he said, success is boring. Analysis plus capital plus execution. Failure is interesting. So he's just this really bored, very Elon Musky, And so... I don't think he wants it in the same way that they are so attached to it emotionally because of their dad. Whereas he just wants, he, he just, he's just enjoying the messing around and being silly and playing games with people. It was a big episode for Shiv, actually, in contrast to like last week. She obviously made some, you know, powerful moves and potentially an unlikely alliance. Obviously, we don't know the full details, but it looked that way. What do you think is going to be the arrangement with her and Matson? Like, how's that going to play out? There was sexual tension with them, I, I definitely think, even though he was essentially telling her a very creepy story involving <laughs> pints of blood. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought it was interesting that she didn't share that piece of information with her brothers about the blood, because obviously that would give their case, give them such a stronger case. And it would also, so she's obviously kind of trying to bolster her own case in a way. And I wonder how that's going to play out. I did think there was lots of sexual tension as well yeah. between them. I really <laughs> thought something was going to happen. But then obviously he told the story about Eber and she was like, okay, maybe, maybe not. Oh, some of the, the quotes from Shiv in response to the story <laughs> were so funny. Because like, <laughs> when he was saying, oh yeah, as a kind of joke, I sent her like pints of blood, like frozen. And then she, she, she first one was like, first of all, good one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> good one. And then when he says, I'll, I'll just lawyer it up and like yeah. deny it and she's like I think deniability is going to be quite hard given the amount of blood that yes. she she has of yours three point PR plan just off the top of my head point one might be hard for you but stop sending <laughs> I did think it was interesting that three or four times in the episode that Kendall said to Roman should we go and talk about this and Roman was always the one going yeah let's get Shiv yeah. And there was just these little looks from Kendall mm. like he doesn't want Shiv to be part of it. He mm. wants it to be the sea bros, as uh, they amusingly called them at the start. But um, Roman very much does. Like Roman's turning into the kind of most, weirdly, the most compassionate character in the show. 100%. As in he's yeah. the one who gets really upset whenever anyone's talking, trash talking about his dad. 
He wants Shiv to be involved. He wants it to be a family thing. He was the one helping Kerry with her bag and asking for her number and stuff. And he's turning into this, you know, the kind of weirdly the most compassionate character. But I do think, I mean, you know, not to say I'm Nostradamus of this podcast, but <laughs> I did say uh, two weeks ago that there would be unlikely team ups. I, I, I did think this as soon as, as soon as it happened. I was like, oh, you called it. Yeah. And I think that, uh, well, I think Matson and Shiv is a pretty hot team up. Yeah, in, 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 it's a kind of Roman Jerry level. And but Matson is also, you know, he's a completely erratic crazy loose cannon who makes Roman look like, yeah. you know, Jerry. So the name of the episode is Kill List. We were given a kill list, essentially, towards the end. It was obviously heavily influenced from Shiv's recommendations. It could be that part of this was played out that we didn't see. That's why she had such an influence over who might potentially stay and who go. Interesting. Just throwing yeah. it out there. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's very possible, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I... <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, he just rates her uh, opinions. Mm. So when she said that Jerry was good, I think he made a mental note of that. Uh, was it Jerry or no? When he, when she said that Carolina was good, it was she mentioned both Carolina and Jerry. So because I was like, it's a good day for the women. <laughs> right, Star Boy Yeah, that was quite Matsonesque of Liz. You know what? Uh, you know when they're like they were going. The deal doesn't work. And he's going, yeah, it works. Yeah. And they go, no, it doesn't work. You know, like, let's talk about it. No, it works. Yeah. And he just kept saying that. Yeah. And they were just getting infuriated. Let's go to the ads. Stay there to hear Elizabeth Gregory and Hamish McBain on the Succession Power Rankings after this latest episode. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back. Still with me are the Evening Standards, Elizabeth Gregory and Hamish McBain. I think there's going to be a silly back and forth for a while where Matson keeps upping the offer and then the kids, at some point, the board's going to be like, look, why aren't we accepting this? So I don't know how Kendall and Roman are going to manage to worm their way out of it or make the deal implode. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, and that, that's a lot of fun to watch is right, and that's exactly what Matson is thinking. Yeah. He doesn't re- he's just like... I don't care. Like it's it's not a huge amount of money to him. He knows that they're like the board are gonna want to take that offer immediately because they've all got their golden parachutes that they want to hop into yeah. and get out. And he's very, very obviously aware. Like when he says, You're trying to scooby doo me, he just sees through the fact that they're trying to blow up the deal immediately. 
did you go to Hanna Barbera Business School? Yeah. <laughs> uh, was a very good line. And he's re- and the fact they asked Shiv for the photo, he's very obviously enjoying the fact that he's forcing them to do the one thing that they obviously don't want to do. Mm-hmm. And for that for that pleasure, he will pay whatever price it costs. Yeah, and I think after that, you know, you were saying, Hamish, about the fact we'll see some unlikely kind of teams be made. If So then if it's Kendall and Roman and then the board and then Shiv and Matson, who's going to win? Where do we think like people are in the sort of power rankings at the moment then? Do we think that it's Matson like is basically it's his to lose, he's he's coming out on top. Was it Shiv's episode? Got- so I wrote a power power rankings piece. <laughs> and I I still put Kendall at the top. I put Kendall Roman Matson and then Shiv and I put it in that order. The reason being that at the moment Kendall and Roman haven't quite been bumped off the top spot by Matson because because right at the end um he offers them more money and so they are still in the position where they have to decide and the deal hasn't fallen through yet so I thought that in the balance of things I didn't want to put Matson first because he's still after Waystar which also gives them some power as well um and then I put Shiv fourth because I think Matson comes above Shiv at this point what about you, Hamish? Who do you think? I thought it was. I thought Shiv played very well, very very well within this episode. I thought that the the very end where Matson asked her to send a picture of, I just thought that kind of ruined it for me. I thought you're being played here. Yeah, you're being manipulated. Any standout quotes? What were your favourites? Oh, so many. I really liked Jerry's when she was saying, yeah, we don't need to be worrying, worried about them because they're Europeans, you know, with their healthcare and their, what did she say? Something, social security. Social security and like, we're Americans. We grew up with, we were raised by that pathogen, uh, Logan. I just thought it was so funny. And then there's that one, um, if a deal collapses in the woods and no one hears it, is it an SEC violation? violation (laughs) which is amazing i thought in a very quiet episode for greg greg had a couple of very very funny lines Uh, i thought when he was tom had asked him to um dig up dirt on matson and he said when he's boning randos he wears noise cancelling headphones and listens to podcasts yeah and i also thought when he was making his point about france and he almost didn't hear it because someone talked over him, but he said, maybe the baguette is mightier than the <laughs> yeah. bagel. Yeah. Um, Wait, I didn't hear that. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. uh, there, there were some – who else? I mean, obviously, I think that you're a fucking tribute band kind of sums up the episode. Yeah, best insults. I definitely um, came from Matson. Yeah, I think that was a – but very astute and true. And th- there were some other ones, like when he said, I care it to fuck. I thought that was very good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Succession is available to watch in the UK on Sky Atlantic and now. And that's it from this episode. We'll be back next Tuesday with more Succession Insight. The Leader Podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm. 